This podcast is brought to you by Window Nation. For all your windows, siding, and door needs, make sure you visit windownation.com. Harley and Aaron are absolutely the best. It's the podcast version of Redskins Roundup. You can listen to Clinton's podcast, 26 minutes on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you find podcasts. Or Coolie's podcast. Or mine. But most of the time, I just do it with you now. I am pretty much committed to just being your co-host. We should. That's pretty That's good what we're show. doing. I just want to be your co-host. I want to be your co-host. And then we'll put it on the... That's fine. So there we're we have it. Teammates. You can now listen to Cooley and Portis podcast. Hey, we're going to do it together. Yep. Done. You got to come in on Fridays, though. Uh, I'm traveling on Fridays. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, that. So let me just start with this. There are three states, clearly, and maybe a fourth that are really good with, in terms of high school football. California, Texas, Florida, and Ohio. Ohio's a very good football state. Oh, Georgia, Alabama. Ohio's number four. In terms of pro athletes generated, Ohio's number four. Ohio Ohio doesn't get a lot of credit, but it does have a ton of talent, and there's a ton of talent. For whatever reason, Ohio creates. If that's the case, I would say Pittsburgh. You look at the area, the Ty Law and all those guys. I did this the other day. I did this the other day because we had someone say Pennsylvania was in the top five. It ain't. Look Mm. at professional athletes. In the NFL, from what state? And Ohio becomes number four. But my point isn't that. My point is, something about Miami smells like football. I got off the plane. I walked around. I'm out there. I know it's really hot in the summer, and it's hard to practice there. Probably not for someone that grew up there. But at least in October, you just feel like football. It feels like football. Is, is there some, Am I crazy here? I think it's just a mindset, man. When you when you practice, is it the ocean? Maybe it's the ocean. It's because California feels like that same thing to me. But it's everything about it. it. It allows you to, you know, when you got distractions and you have to you have to tune them out to stay focused. I think that's the advantage that Florida and and California get because you have all of this accessible uh, accessibility. You see so much. You see so many people come and want to be around. And you got to tune that out. You know, even going to college at the University of Miami, we didn't go out. We didn't go to South Beach. We didn't hang out. It was like guys had to do everything together. We didn't have any money. At that time, Miami was prestigious. So it was just straight, like, like competitiveness. Like the competition was in everything. So when you get on the field, like you said, it feels like football. It, it, it's like what else am I supposed to be doing? I, I just feel like that. You think I didn't have distractions growing up in Wyoming? Heck no. Why? It was either that or go out. Bears go, and go lions out moose and hunting. Tigers and moose and hey, all kinds of. Did you see where a cheetah snatched the dog? I wanted to send you that last night. A cheetah snatched the dog. Why didn't you send dog, it to me? Bro, a leopard. Matter of fact, a leopard snatched the dog oh, off leopard. his front porch. And I think it was in, oh, it was in China. Or India, say, you got all. You got to clean this. Bro, story I was up. sleeping. I was it sleeping was a trying cheetah to watch it. Cheetah or a leopard in China or India. It was a leopard in India. Walks to the front door, stands by the dog for quite some time. I'm going to pull this up. I'm watching it on YouTube right now. Oh yeah, this is. Uh, it was India. See, <laughs> I got CTE. What do you want me to say? Uh actually, I want to talk about that for a second. 
I want you to see this. This is not fair, man. This I don't want to watch. It doesn't this. stand a chance. This is not fair. This is like Florida, hey. like a Florida high school team playing against my Wyoming high school team. But you all got a chance. No, we don't. Man. Yeah, to win the kickoff. No. You all got a chance to decide who receives first. But we're like Josh Rosen back there throwing screen passes the entire day because we can't get the ball down. The he field. did not look uh, comfortable. You know what? Fitz, Fitz Magic came back into – he came – he entered the game and just had this aura. Like, you know what? Last year I threw for 400, 500 yards against this team. I know how to play them. I know how to play them. He was comfortable. Yeah, this Okay. This is what's amazing about a veteran quarterback or a quarterback that knows how to play the game. If you finished that game as a Dolphins fan with, Ro- with Rosen going the entire way, you would have sat back and said, that offensive line is so unbelievably bad that they can't drop their quarterback back five steps and throw the football. They can't protect him. There's no chance. There's no way. And then you get Fitzpatrick in and you say, huh. Maybe quarterbacks dictate protection sometimes. Nobody wants to believe that. I, since I've been done with football and doing any kind of radio or media, no one wanted to believe that when Robert Griffin dropped back and had to run around because he dropped to 13 yards deep, yeah, it was that it was him. his fault. <laughs> like, nobody wanted to believe that timing your drop-up to throw a certain route, is even on a three-step, might be timing it up a little bit different on another route that's three-step. The quarterbacks really can dictate the protection more than Almost anybody else. Now, getting beat at the instant is one thing. Because I think we had a couple sacks where Rosen didn't necessarily have a chance. Yeah. Like Hester had a sack where it was an immediate swim move. John Allen had a sack within one and a half seconds. That's that's, that's tough. But when you're holding on to the ball um, as a quarterback, even even Case was in this situation early in the game where he kind of held on to the ball instead of letting it go. And it's like, throw it, throw it away, you know. And he was he was cap- he was was able to escape the pocket and throw the ball away. But you just look at the quarterback like, you know you're the one that's getting hit. Like, do you know you're the one that's going to get hit if you hold this ball an extra second? I think if you change the approach or you change the coaching tips to a guy, get this off in this amount of time or you're going to be asleep. If you start as an offensive coordinator or a head coach to tell players the truth, like, you know what, if you don't get this ball off at this at, at this point on your third or fifth step, then you're going to be back here asleep. And it's going to be your fault that you got to take a nap during the game. All right? They'll get the ball out of their hand. It also may have been the heat factor. You know, Miami Dolphins ran 77 plays. Maybe your defensive line got a little bit tired in the second half of that game. Well, D- that is a that's a tough spot to play though. If Miami's good for a one o'clock game in the early part of the season, that stadium, that sunsets directly on the opposing behind side. the opposing side, and you could see the shade creep slowly across the field, slowly across the field, and it never got to the Redskins sideline. By the second quarter, the Miami Dolphins were in the shade. The Redskins were never in the shade. You, you watched Terry McLaurin's interview that we just did on the TV show in Redskins <laughs> Ground on NBC Sports Washington. <laughs> and he has, where his eye black is, he has a suntan. For real. Like, you can see a pure, from th- four hours out in the sun. So maybe there was something to do with that. I will say this. That Redskins rush was not great after Fitzpatrick came into the ballgame. 
I agree because he got the ball out of his hand. He climbed the pocket. He never really escaped. He never got outside of the tackle box. He climbed the pocket. He took his steps, step into his right. throw, and got the ball out of his hand. So this is the difference of a veteran quarterback. No, it's it's absolutely the difference, and you, you don't you don't really pay attention to those little things of his release, the the release point in terms of time, is never the same. And I think when our defense gets really good, they'll realize why his release point isn't the same. When he sees soft zone coverage, that ball's coming out. He's going to make the throw. He sees a soft two, and it's underneath. He'll take the four-yard gain. He's not getting hit. Your defensive line is saying, huh, rush needs to adjust. And so I think when coverage and defense gets really good, they like we always talk about run and the play action, it has to marry and look the same. Like Your defensive line has to know that when you're playing – a soft zone, that ball should come out. It should. So, so based on the quarterback, if Rosen's in, it's probably not going to come out. So we can really dynamically rush. If Fitzpatrick's in and you hear some form of two, which isn't that hard to understand, all these dudes play Madden, <laughs> you have five coverage calls as a defense. Like, Could we at least understand what the back-end coverage is? When you hear some form of two, get your hands up. The ball's coming out. Or, or or you hear, man, we got tight man-to-man. We got two pluggers in the field, and we got to trust that our guys are going to play tight man. Now we can rush a little bit differently. So you marry the rush to the back end, and we have not, just, just so we're clear, we have not figured out how to do that just yet. But you know what? You just gave me an entire segment on why I don't want Dwayne Haskins on the field right now, which I think is great for fans to understand because you were explaining Fitzpatrick and that's what I that's what I look at Haskins. Although Haskins has the tools, the understanding of the game, the learning curve to get the ball out and the the realization that every play isn't going to be a huge play. Sometimes you have to take 6 yards, you have to take 4 yards. Come underneath. That's why they're calling zone. When a team is in the zone, they're giving you this quick throw. On first and 10, hey, you know what? Now we're in second and 5. And on second and 5, Hey, first and 10 again. Take that short throw. Everything doesn't have to be downfield, big play, here it is. Now, you're going to have your shots. You're going to have your moments in the game. But understanding of the game plan, this is always my biggest my biggest issue with teams. Understanding what you're trying to do and what you're trying to get out of a, uh, out of a play. Certain plays are designed to say, hey, you know what, we want to get – ourselves in second and seven so we could possibly call this play or we want to get to second and six so we could possibly call this play so this play is designed to get us four yards now if you get more than four yards great job but this play was only designed to get us to point a now if you get to point b then great job so getting a full understanding of offense which a lot of people doesn't do a lot of players don't totally understand what you're looking for early on in the game we saw chris thompson Run, run, run a yard short on a route. Uncharacteristic of Chris it was a, Thompson. There's a pick route by Chris Thompson. He was trying to pick for a seam for Terry McLaurin, and it's man-to-man coverage. And when you're running a pick route, you're not even really running a route. So all you really need to do is see where that marker is and say, after and this get pick, I have to get to this. That's it. And having an understanding of the game, knowing where you're trying to get to, what you're trying to open up, or who you're trying to expose. Because – Often you have a guy on that side of the ball who's either his eyes are going to get him in trouble, he's going to take chances, he's going to gamble, or he can't cover you. As you see, teams constantly attack our flats because we don't have anyone there. 
We don't have anyone who can get to those flats. Your DNs are definitely not going to get to the flats. If they're dropping back, they drop straight back. It's hard for them to get out there. So teams attack us. That's why you come with a quick screen because this DN has to turn and retrace to get out to stop it. So having an understanding of what teams are trying to do against you and to you, um, and then you have an understanding offensively of what you're trying to do to that team. No, I think it's really interesting too because if you look at as – someone watching the game if you look at a run on first down and you get three yards four yards we say that's a good run man got downhill got what he could get that's a good run we got second seven second six you look at a pass on first down and you see a little check down thrown in the flat and the running back kind of falls forward and you get three yards like uh that's a bad pass it's actually i would actually be really interested because coaches define plays as efficient or non-efficient plays and if you get a four yard run you're going to define it as efficient and if you get a four yard check down are you going to define it as efficient? Because on first down, all we end up care, all we really care about is the result of what Get the second down second, is. Now yeah. maybe we expected a bigger play, maybe we wanted a bigger play. But four yards is a really good play in the NFL. Four yards is a good play. Well, I'm taking four yards on any play unless it's I need five and we're going to have to punt. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> so. no, no, no doubt. I'm first and second down. But I like it's funny because I think about it almost like like you don't play a lot of golf, but you think about it as an average. How are you going to tell me golfer. I don't play golf? You, I do play. A I lot said of you golf. don't play a lot of golf. Yes, I do. How many rounds do you play here? I don't play a lot of golf. Yeah, that's right. You don't. Invite but you me think out. about it as an amateur golfer, and the more you think about it, is like how do I just eliminate the miss? Like how do I? I can do. Well enough if I can just not make big mistakes. Like, hey, there's trees on the left, and there's two fairways over on the right. So if I do hit it way right, at least I got a shot again. But that's the football side of it is how do you just not get the bad play? How Just survive the bad play, take the average play, and then you keep going. You want the best play. If I got trees on the left, two fairways on the right, tell me I don't want to hit it 280 yards down the middle. Of course I do. But I can't hit it in the trees or I'm I'm done. And that's like you can't take a big sack because you're dying to get that big shot down the field. Just get out of your hands. Boom. Here, four yards, three yards, two yards. Or the boot stuff. Like you don't have it, dump it at the back's feet. Second 10 is better than second and 13, second and 15. Survive the bad play. Uh, I think Case did that fairly well a lot of the game and i think he's capable of doing that he had a couple really scary ones though he had a scary one cp in the third or the fourth yeah, quarter where he threw the like, ball at the feet and you're like it was like oh you yeah, did you, you didn't see two through. dolphins there yeah exactly that would have been he got it down he, he he had another one downfield that landed in front of two dolphins so uh just in those situations where i totally agree but as a veteran for him to get that off you know i just don't see Everyone is always saying, when is Haskins going to get on the field? It's week six. It's week six. Kingdom hasn't had a fair shot to me. Um, early, the first two games, I thought Kingdom uh, played decent, played, played well, actually. Third game against Chicago Bears, we weren't prepared for. Then all of a sudden he goes down, you get cold in, um, you get cold in, and giving Case a fair shot. I, I was having this conversation. Let's be honest with, with the fact that Colt didn't get a fair shot either. Agreed. As much as you want to say Case didn't, neither did Colt. Agreed, because he's playing the New England Patriots. You get, you get in, one oh, start. In his first against, start uh, with the guy that just got get, cleared for practice that week. Yeah, you get, He hasn't practiced since 
July 28th. And now he's, he, you're like, ah, oh, yeah, well, we're benching you for performance reasons. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure he didn't, I'm sure he wasn't told he was benched for performance reasons, but we're benching you. Had he played a great, he would have stayed in. So, yeah, he did get benched for performance reasons. It's kind of tough to play great against the New England Patriots. Helping people improve their lives is what should drive business. That's the belief at Coke Industries, which employs more than 65,000 people across America. The team at Coke works together to meet the world's changing needs in transportation, medical care, water filtration, household goods, energy-efficient building products, and everyday technologies, all while consuming fewer resources. See the innovations firsthand at K-O-C-H, that's CokeIndustries.com. The fantasy football season is right around the corner, and this season there are more ways to win than ever because FanDuel has more ways to win cash prizes and once-in-a-lifetime experiences during every single game, every single week. Never played FanDuel fantasy football before? Great, because new users get a $5 bonus with their first deposit. Sign up for FanDuel now and get $20 in total bonus. Just make your first deposit and get started and you'll get an extra $5 insight credit every week for four weeks. Go to FanDuel.com or download the FanDuel app. Hi, it's Cooley for the only window company I use or recommend, Window Nation. Temperatures are changing fast and fall has arrived, which means cold weather. Preparation for the holidays and winterizing your home. Start with a project that will give you the most bang for your buck, new windows. Window Nation windows will protect your home from the nasty winter weather while reducing your energy bills. Call Window Nation today and get two free windows for every two you buy. Buy four, get four free. There's no limit. Plus, for the next two weeks, no interest for five years. Call 1-866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. When you look, I was, I was trying to break this situation down, and I said you have Trent Williams, you have Jordan Reed, you have Alex Smith who's probably about 35 to $40 million of your cap that has yet to touch the field. Then I said you have Josh Norman, you have Ryan Kerrigan. Vernon Davis. It's $5 million cap hit, has not played in a couple weeks. So Vernon, and you look at those guys, and you say out of, out of all of those guys, I didn't include Vernon, I say out of Josh and and Kerrigan that there's another twenty million for one sack. So well, I, I mean, Kerrigan's playing a lot. So you, I, I know that you want to classify it as you're paying enough. It's one sack. I know what you're saying. It's four. It's fourteen million dollars cap for Kerrigan. So if you break down those five guys: Kerrigan, Norman, Trent Williams, Jordan Reed, Alex Smith. What's the cap hit? It's about seventy. Seventy million dollars for what? What's the performance? I can, fi- I can, side f- of I can figure it out if you want to figure it out. No, it's uh, look, you can't win if a third or more of your salary cap. That's over half of your salary. It's not because it's two hundred million dollar. Oh, salary cap two hundred. Well, right now the Redskins one forty. Nobody. Wow. So yet yet and still, a third of your salary cap has given you one sack. Morgan Moses, Brandon Sheriff, gives you no stats. We gotta have an offensive line. 
You, you can't, do. You can't just. You can't but just, you gotta pay, and you're gonna have to impact. pay. You're gonna have to pay Brandon Sheriff and Morgan Moses is a guy that you did pay. So that you takes just, it up. To you what? just you just can't have. And look, it wasn't Alex's fault. And Alex is gonna try to come back and play. It's not. It's not the Redskins' fault necessarily. You get an older quarterback, so you know. But it's 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 not Alex's fault that that cap hits so massive and he's not playing. He wants to play. He didn't want to break his leg in twenty five. I totally pieces. agree. I'm I'm. I'm but yeah, you can't lose seventy million dollars in cap space in one year to guys that aren't really playing. And that was the only point I was trying to make. It's you're you're making a valid point. Why these guys aren't here is just the fact that this is what you're getting out of. I mean, I'll make a, I'll make another point allocated. for for some of these things, and I'll make a point for Josh Norman. And when you signed him four years ago, I'm sure you expected to play him in a certain way. But he is his own corner. He was his own corner. He played zone at Carolina. He had his performance because he played zone and played to his help and played with vision to the quarterback. And now you're going to play predominantly man-to-man coverage. And you, I, Josh would probably love to be a lockdown man-to-man corner. Everyone in the world would love him to be, every Redskins fan would love to be a lockdown man-to-man corner. But that's not what Josh is. So one of your highest paid cap guys is a zone corner and you don't want to play zone with him. When I watch Josh Norman, Right, and I w- I would like to say Josh is uh, a buddy of mine. Me know. too. I love Josh. I talk to him, but almost every day, try to encourage him. When when I'm watching Josh, I just don't see the same edge from Carolina. In in Carolina, Josh knew he was going to be called upon. It was like I want the best guy. I want to be put in this situation. Sure. I'm going to talk noise to any receiver because I'm trying to reach a pinnacle or uh, I'm trying to reach a, a elite status to say I'm that guy. Ever since they took, what was it, the born arrow and the bat, he was walking around with the right. bat, right? Ever since they took it away, Josh is kind of one of those guys. I think he needs to be involved in – something to get the best out of him. Sure. When you're watching Josh Norman, who I see bailing constantly, it's third and six, he's in bail. Third and three, he's in bail. Why are you bailing? Where are you going? And well, a lot of times he's trying to play man-to-man with bail technique. Why? It's third and three. Well, the Disrupt answer to why route. you would continue to do that is essentially CP, answer it. Why would you bail instead of play tight press if you're in man? Yeah, but. Because you didn't trust it. Yeah, but because you don't trust your speed. That's obviously what it is. If it's third and three, a speed out or a quick out, you're beat. You're beat. So instead of belling, why not disrupt the route? You know, get up and jam. He's a big corner. Get up and jam this guy. Press this guy and get off of it. Go back to zone. We have to put our players in, and in, in this is four years, as you just stated. In four years, you haven't learned – what we're calling, what we're doing, doesn't best suit him to get the best out of him. So I need, as a defensive coordinator, as a cornerbacks coach, as a DB coach, I need to have some kind of voice to say, you know what, this isn't who Josh is. You got Ray Horn, who was on that same staff, who saw the success and growth of Josh Norman. I live in Charlotte. When they benched Josh Norman and – Everybody wanted him out of Charlotte. And then all of a sudden, he turns it to the top corner in, in, in the NFL, one of the best corners in the NFL. 
to see that growth, you got Ray Horton on his staff. You got some you got some defensive minded coaches, some guys who who've been D coordinators, who's had an effect on good defenses over the years. Converse. Let your voice be heard. Say something. Hey, you know what? I'm fighting to put my best corner in, in, in a situation that's suitable for him. I don't care if they know. You know what? Dunbar is excelling in man-to-man coverage. When you line up, Dunbar playing man, Josh is playing zone. I don't care how you look at it. We don't have to. We don't have to try to fool you. Yeah, and then when you do that, you're going to have to trust the rest of the players to be able to make those adjustments, and that doesn't make it tougher. But I'm, I'm going to trust the rest of the players to have to make those adjustments. You are, you realize that the strength of this team is the couple defensive tackles getting pushed up front, and your, your belief in a four to five man pressure with your front five because that's where you've essentially put all your, all your money, and so. To me, if you're, you're going to play man, you're hoping that you're giving them a half a second more to get time to get to the quarterback because you're playing tight man. So I, the way I look at it is if you're not going to play tight man, you're going to play soft man, you may as well not play man. Unless you want to play tight man and try to get that extra half a second to get John Allen, Ron Payne, Matt Ionitis, Frank Kerrigan, Montez Sweat. Just disrupt route, man. Yeah, so if you don't disrupt those routes, you may as well just play the, the straight zone across the board. And so there's that. There's also the 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 man-to-man holding issues that they've had or, or illegal contact issues like Fabian gets at least one a game. Josh seems to get at least one yeah, a game. Yeah, but it's so. downfield that they're trying to reroute. Get on the line of scrimmage and reroute holding. within yeah, five no, yards. They're, yeah, you they're, they're waiting and then they're grabbing. Yeah, like you're already lined up at seven yards and then when it, by the time the receiver gets to you, you stick your hand out. That's a penalty. Get up in his face, jam him, reroute him from the line of scrimmage. And then trust yourself, trust your instincts, trust your speed. Like Fabian, I, I mean, um, uh, what's the cornerback we got? Jimmy. Moreland. Jimmy Moreland, I felt, had a really good preseason. He's been he's been MIA I think Jimmy, for six I think, To be honest, I think Jimmy struggled a little bit. I did get a chance to meet Jimmy's mom at the game. She was awesome, man. I like Jimmy. Jimmy Moreland's going to be a good player. I'm he gonna, will I'm be. I'm going to stand by that. He will be. Yeah, I, I think that there's – by the way, uh, the cap number for this year is 188.2. The numbers we were trying to figure out is a total of $62 million, so it was 31%. I was off by 2% on that. That's a it. third. So that's a third, a, a, a third of your cap allocated to – Well, let's, let's label that under the need to get more out of category. Is that fair enough? Need to get more out of category. I would totally agree. But the teams that win, your top – Five cap numbers are your five best players. Yeah, exactly. But that, but that's really it is. When you go and pay somebody and pay them a lot of money, they have to be your best players. Exactly. That's that's essentially what it is. So you don't have the performance out of the top end of your cap, and you know it's it's tough for Alex to have done that. And that's that's the biggest number. That's almost twenty million. You can't cut Alex. It would have been like forty million in dead cap space. That would have been a been an absolutely massive hit. It's $30 million if you were to cut him next year, so it's still a massive hit. I think they expect Alex to come back and at least give him an attempt to play, which does, by the way, make the Dwayne thing a little bit interesting. Very it's, interesting. If you, if you think Alex can play and, and you're looking at it and you're saying, hey, this team was 6-3 and three last year. This team was in first place in the NFC East with Alex Smith. Do you throw Dwayne in? You, can you pull him at the end of the year to put Alex back in? Think about that. I don't know if Alex is going to come back or not. What everyone knows is that Alex is one of the hardest workers. He's a great teammate. He's around. He's part of it. 
he's, he's going to the games. He, I think that if you're retiring, CP, you don't do all you're not that. doing all of that. Yeah. To me, if I'm retiring, I'm in and out getting treatment here and there, but I'm not participating as a member of this team like Alex has been. I'm not committed to trying to get back on the field as soon as possible, and that's what I've, I've seen in Alex. And that's, by the way, that's what I would have done. That's what I would expect someone to do. That's that's what I that's what I think Alex is. He he believes in himself as a player, but it does make this it does make it interesting. Is if you really thought you were that good with Alex Smith and he's the guy, and Case Keenum's here for this year. Right, he he was a bridge guy. He made the one trade, which was essentially nothing. You get Case for a year. His his deal's done at the end of the year. You think you're going to get Alex back? When you start playing Dwayne Haskins, I'm going to stand by this statement. When you start really starting Dwayne Haskins, you're starting him. You're not benching him for Alex Smith next year. So as I really think about it, it's like maybe that's one of those things where you say, look, Dwayne's going to learn. Dwayne's going to continue to learn. He's going to continue to grow. And it might be like an Aaron Rodgers situation where Alex is the guy that we expect to play next year. And Dwayne will continue to grow under Alex next year. I die. And, and in that instance, if you really believed it in that fashion, then you don't have to find out what you have in Dwayne right this moment. You are letting him grow. My thing with Dwayne, and and I I just I think he's absolutely great. I I, I really have had I really started to have a good friendship with with Dwayne with with who he is as a guy. I've, I've got to spend time with him. Um, I, anyone that's not playing is going to be frustrated. But if you really want to grow, if you're Dwayne Haskins right now, you know what your job is: memorize every defensive front, memorize every back end coverage, look at the rotation, see what things are. In my analogy, and I don't know, I think I've said this on the podcast. I, if I haven't said it on the podcast, this is my simplest analogy. You, you can come up with one if you want. When you first start playing blackjack and those numbers get dealt to you, you count them up. You add them up. You get a seven and six. If I go with my wife, it's a seven and six, and she has to sit there and go, okay, seven, six, 13. And then the next card, four, okay, seven, six, four. Okay, we got 17. What do I want to hit? What do I want to do here? The, the, it's a decision that... You're not, and then and then you then you're seeing the dealers cards, and you're like seven six. They have uh, seven six three. You got a sixteen. They got a ten showing. Now what do I do? Like for me, playing the blackjack that much, I, there isn't even the numbers just become one number. Doesn't matter what how many cards are on the table, and the dealers cards dictate exactly what I'm doing in that instance. I just see it and feel it. So if you think of it in that fashion. I think of Dwayne right now until you really learn defense. And by the way, no quarterbacks in college do, especially ones that play only one year. And they don't do as much with the front, the checks, the protection, all this stuff. You're, he's got to go to the line of scrimmage, and he's got to add cards. He's got to do the math instead of just having the numbers appear in his head. So to me, you want to get Dwayne ready to play. It's this crash course for a, a year, two years, in just defense. J just defense. You're going to feel, you're going to get an understanding of your scheme, of all your stuff. That's Obviously, that's a huge part of it. But we're going to tailor our scheme to Dwayne. But until he can see defense, like, it just is in front of him and it appears as, I know what this is. Because that's what good quarterbacks do. That's what Deshaun Watson is doing. He's having an MVP caliber season and playing at such a high level. But he's, you know, I, I listened to some of the stuff Deshaun Watson had to say about um, his play call, and it immediately reminded me of Coach McVay. 
it immediately reminded me because he was dissecting and it was like, what happened on? And he was like, yeah, two safeties in, in the corners and in, in the linebacker and the shades of the D lineman. And this guy was here. Right. So I immediately knew to look over the top or let me carry this guy over. And I got a guy coming back. It was immediate. And that's the conversation I want to have from my quarterback. When he can explain the, the game thorough to say, you know what, right here I messed up because I should have got this guy to lean because I knew I had this route coming behind it or maybe I should have pumped fake or hitch or let the ball go so he can run under it. Whatever it is, I want my quarterback to know this. Every play, instead of sitting like with the the deer eyes and trying to Having get to you to count yeah. Having to take inventory individually. See, and that's what I think a lot of young quarterbacks have to do is they have to take an individual inventory, an individual account. They have to go like, D end here, tackle here, tackle here, tackle here. Linebacker in this position, linebacker in this position. Okay, I, I fill the front. Now this is uh, this is an under front. Okay, we're good. We've got an under front. Now what coverage do we have beyond the under front? Okay, where is the safety rotation? Instead of just going, walk to the line of scrimmage and go, that's an under front, boom. And oh, by the way, when they play under front, they play middle of the field closed 78% of the time. Where's the safety middle field? Yeah, under front, middle field closed. Here we go. We got man cover three. I know the front. I know where we're going. I know. It just has to happen like boom, 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 boom for a quarterback to see the defense and to see what they have going on you and i didn't have to have it that way you know i i really tried to learn it as my career went on and understanding like hey this is a team when they play two high safeties you're never gonna get any blitz so i don't have to worry about any sites i don't have to worry about any hots i know they got two high safeties i either have two or two man or some former quarters like here we go let's let's run based on middle of field close type of type of deal like in the tight end world, we, we, we and I talked about the, one of the first bootlegs of the Miami Dolphins game. Jeremy Sprinkle's running a deep corner. The Dolphins, who rarely play any form of cover two, rotate to cover two. It's a clear and easy rotation. If you're a tight end, you see it's off two. Like, you should just, it should just happen. You're like, I got a boot corner. If I run into the soft two corner, I'm just covered. So it should just become an immediate hookup. It's an every player deal. Other positions just don't have to see the defense in the same way. Like if I'm a tight end, I don't give two craps what the front is when I'm running a boot, right? Is it man or is it zone? And what form of zone might it be? How can I make myself available to the quarterback? So for me as a running back, it was totally different because I need to know the front. I need to know where the safeties were coming from. That was my first identity. Let me identify these safeties because they're going to tell. If this team is supposed to be lined up a certain kind of way and one guy is out of position, I know something is fishy. This is how they normally line up. He's shaded. He's over too much or he's up too close to the line so they're doing something tricky now i can take my eyes to his other safety to see right. if he's looking to rotate over where's the help coming from you know who's going to have to replace this guy because he's coming and do i have to pick up this guy and even if i don't have to pick up this guy is my guy paying enough attention to see the same thing that i see so i'm going to take this check step just in case i have to help and when you identify that Another point you made in man and zone, right? In man and zone, hey, if it was zone, you sit down. If it's man, you keep it moving. There's no time that you've ever seen a man route, and I mean a zone route, and you keep it moving. You're just you running just into another window. You drifted into yeah, it. You're but into but you're essentially window. saying, like, I don't feel like I can get the ball here, so I'll just keep drifting. It's kind of like one of those things, like, I saw this the other day, and I liked it. And it's, it's this, like, before you win the fight, you have to be in the fight. And without understanding what they're trying to do to you, you're not really in the fight. You're really not. You're just out there. you got to be in it. 
You got to know. You got to have a sense. You got to have a feel for it. And you got to, by the way, as, as a team, as a coaching staff, as an organization, you have, to get, you have to have those guys and you have to commit to telling them, like, we're not going to stop at anything less than understanding all of it. We're not going to quit until we believe that you can do anything we ask you to do. That's why the Patriots are so good. That's why there are so many teams that can do so many versatile things offensively. To me, that's when this Redskins offense becomes good is when they become way more versatile. It's when Terry McLaurin starts running. You start trusting to run more of the inside stuff, and you start creating a lot of inside motion and movement to get guys like Terry McLaurin the ball. It's when you have a feel for you know, how you get your tight ends open in certain situations. It's, it's so many things that, that, I, that, that I actually think this team can do. Like I, I look at this, and I think there's a, a real platform, an atmosphere, a reset to create winning, right? I think they have enough. You have to commit to your players, and you have to believe in them, and you have to continue to build, and you have to know how to build the right way. But there's not a lot of problems in this. Like, that's what happens when you say this culture is damn good. The, the, the guys believe in each other. They want to win. They want to work. They want to work. But you have to put it on them. Lay that work on them, baby. Hey, uh, let me take a second here, CP and uh, give you some DC travel wisdom. Good things come to those who don't wait for a connecting flight. Dulles offers nonstop flights to 45% more destinations than any airport in the region, so you don't have to wait. The grass is always greener on both sides of the Dulles Access Highway, where you can fly past traffic to the airport. Find out how else you can travel wisely at flydulles.com slash wise. Whether on the field or in the classroom, the Washington Redskins believe learning should be fun. That's why we've partnered with the youth entrepreneurs to bring their engaging, hands-on style of learning to classrooms in the D.C. metro area. Youth Entrepreneurs Curriculum was created by educators for educators. That means it's flexible, fun, and absolutely free. To learn more about youth entrepreneurs and how to experience it for yourself, visit GetYE.org. Did you know, Clinton, that 75 Tons of game day trash and recyclables need to find a home. They're homeless. So <laughs> when the final whistle blows, our team hits the field. The trash team, baby. As an official partner of the Washington Redskins, RTS is connecting FedEx Field with smarter waste solutions to ensure a more sustainable and responsible approach to what's left behind at the end of the game. RTS, a better waste company. Find out more at RTS.com. How good are the 49ers? Really, really, really good. It's, it's, it's crazy how they flipped their organization in two years. Three. Three years. But I wasn't counting this year because they're Oh, you don't know winning. yet? No, I'm saying they're oh, yeah. actually you, winning. The, the two down years and building yeah. building so, the guys that you want and the philosophy and style of play that you want to have as a coach and you know, getting the kind kinds of players that do your kinds of things. When you go out and you find that, and then having Kyle Shanahan come back, you know, and we both know Kyle. So you know he's licking his chops. This is personal to him. This will forever be personal to him. I don't care how he they shake hands and speak to everybody on the staff and, hey, you know, the small talk, whatever it is. He's coming in saying, we want those guys to quit. We want to make these guys quit. We want to embarrass these guys. We want to make this our stadium. 
I have something to prove. And maybe he stands up and say that. Like, I have something to prove. This isn't even about you guys. You're just going to go out and execute. But I'm putting a little extra on this game plan, right? I got some trickeration coming. I want to beat these guys every possible way. I'm going to run the ball down their throat. I'm going to throw the ball over their head. I'm going to give you a flea flicker and do something else extra to come out when we leave for the world to put put the entire NFL on notice that we mean business. So I was thinking about this on the trip home and I had this initial thought, you know, there's always like the Alabama effect in college football, the Clemson effect. As you play Alabama, and especially if you were to get a win, it's like that natural letdown spot. Even if you play Alabama, they beat the heck out of you through the game. The next week's tough. You've put everything into the preparation for the game. And I was thinking that that's exactly what the 49ers did in getting ready to play the Rams. They put everything into that game, and they just had a huge emotional win where they can pound their chest a little bit and say, we beat the Rams. And we beat them, man. We beat the Rams. We held Goff to less than 100 yards passing. We did what we wanted to do in that ball game. Our defense is awesome. All those things. And you think, man, now you got a team who has to travel across the country to play an early game, which is essentially a 10 o'clock game for them. And you're playing the Redskins, who are 1-5. and five. You know, you're going to play a team who you just know you can beat. And all those things are set up for the Redskins to have some opportunities to surprise people. And then I realized the Kyle Shanahan effect. <laughs> And then I realized when I sat in meetings for four years and listened to Kyle Shanahan install and talk about his passion for a game and his passion for beating certain people, and I thought to myself, there's no letdown. There will be no letdown this week. This will be, I would guess, the hardest the San Francisco 49ers will play all year because Kyle will instill it in them just how bad he wants to win this game and by just how many points he wants to win this game and just how much he wants to try to laugh on the plane home. And CP, you know as well as I do that an undefeated team who's really started to develop a philosophy and a chemistry believes in their head coach, and they'll run through a wall for that guy. By the way, they have a GM who has never been a GM before in this league, former player, doing a pretty good job. Pretty good job. And, by the way, they have a running backs coach that was my running back coach that has two running backs playing at a really high level. So he's doing a pretty good job. Shout out to Bobby T. What's up, Bobby T., uh, who has been in this game for about 300 years. <laughs> he's a dinosaur. He has he has no butt left to be chewed off. That's what, that, that was Bobby T.'s statement. CP, I'm working my butt off trying to coach you. Oh, it's so funny because I did that film breakdown on the radio for five years, and I, I was – Everyone said I was so hard on players and, oh, how could you grade so-and-so this? Nobody in the history of football has ever graded harder than Bobby Turner. <laughs> My last year, actually the year before I got cut, we played Dallas. And I played a lot of running back that game. We had a fullback. I was the third down jet protection back. I don't know. I can't remember particularly why, but I was in on third downs as the sole running back in the backfield, which I thought they should have handed the ball off to me a few more times. But I played literally one of the best games I have ever played, at least in terms of responsibilities, understanding a game plan from a, a different position entirely. Like I left that game and I was like, I just, that was all. I mean, I'm 
eight years into the league, I know when I play well and I don't play well. Bobby Turner graded me at a 52%. (laughs) 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 He's hard on those dudes, man. 52%. That's an F. That's an F. But on the Bobby Turner curve, that's an A plus, isn't it? Hey, Bobby T is tough, man. But one of the best coaches I've ever been around. A uh, good man. So you got a lot of guys that's coming in that that has something tied to this organization. Um, and you know, I can just see Bobby T now at 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 five and zero or at six and zero, uh, which the Forty ers are. When you look at when you look at the two years of struggle. Bobby T was probably in the building and pacing back and forth, and he's exhausted. He probably wore two sweatshirts to practice. Even when he didn't have to. They say, Bobby T, go home and get some sleep. Now I'm going to watch more film. Bobby T, it's going to be really hot out of practice today. Good, I'm going to put another jacket on. He never didn't wear two. (laughs) He never didn't wear, like, a full sweatsuit to practice. That's my man, Bobby T. So uh, for for Redskins Roundup, myself, Chris Cooley, man, appreciate you all listening. Catch us next week. We're at it again. No, we're at it again this week because you just told me at the beginning of this podcast you were coming back on Wednesday and Friday. I'll be here on Wednesday. Lack of commitment. Bobby T did not rub off. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you stick around, though. We have a Redskins Park update coming for you. Your heart works hard, and sometimes its parts need repair. That's what we do at Anova's Structural Heart Program in Fairfax. With outcomes that exceed the national average, we're a leader in both minimally invasive repair techniques and surgery to address heart valve disease. Give your heart the benefit of care from Anova Heart and Vascular Institute. Find an Anova physician by visiting anovaheart.org valve. Innova, join the future of health. At Coke, our 67,000 U.S. employees make things that make your game days better, like fertilizer for greener turf and stronger paper products for tailgating. Viewing the game from your couch? Coke also makes the electronic components and TVs and smart devices so you can watch your Redskins victory anywhere. Coke, we make that. See it all at kochmakesthat.com. That's kochmakesthat.com. Time to tailgate. We have my Honda CRV with class leading cargo space so I can bring the grill. Cousin Bobby's Honda Pilot with seating for eight. And my brother's Honda Ridgeline loaded with fun features like in bed speakers and an in bed trunk. Nothing left to do now but sit back and wait for kickoff. Who wants a hot dog? Get more this season with a great deal on a new Honda. Perfect for tailgating. See your local Honda dealer today. In a world full of lines, lines for everything. Nails that incapacitate you till they dry. Red lights, so many lights. Ah, for the love of... Coffee that drips at the speed of molasses. And seasons that just won't change. Ball, where you at? In a world full of waiting, we've put our proverbial foot down. We give you the print and play rolling jackpot from the Virginia Lottery. Starting at 50K and rolling and you can win it, that's right, instantly. But you will have to wait for the odds. Odds of winning top prize, 1 in 240,000. Hi, this is Larry Michael with a Redskins Park update. The team back on the practice field on Wednesday, getting set to host the San Francisco 49ers Sunday at FedEx Field, 1 o'clock kickoff. The Niners 5-0, and coming off a big win over the Los Angeles Rams on Sunday. The Redskins in the win column, getting their first win of the season, victorious in Miami on Sunday, 17-16. A special weekend for Redskins Nation. It is Alumni Homecoming Weekend. 
all kinds of festivities for some of the greats to ever wear the burgundy and gold. Saturday, 3 o'clock at National Harbor, it is a Fantennial Redskins alumni rally. Joe Jacoby, Jeff Bostic, Chris Cooley, Doc Walker, a host of Redskins greats will be there to meet the fans, absolutely free to attend at National Harbor, 3 o'clock on Saturday. And on Sunday, prior to kickoff, all the alums in attendance will be introduced, including a special presentation to number nine. Hall of Famer Sonny Jurgensen returns to FedEx Field for the first time since announcing his retirement from the broadcast booth this past summer. So, if you're coming to the game on Sunday, get there early. Make sure Sonny feels the love on Sunday. The presentation should take place sometime around 1245. That's today's Redskins Park Update.